I got two kids. Um, I was uh, I was born and raised in uh, in Uganda. Uh, Uganda is uh, is an African country. Uh, for those of you who uh, uh, who know your map of the world, um, if you go to the map of Africa, uh, Uganda is uh, surrounded by uh, Sudan to the north, then Kenya to the east, Sudan, uh, Tanzania uh, to the south, and uh, Congo uh, to the west. Um, there's so many countries on the continent of Africa, and uh, there are so many differences, you know, in the, uh, you know, in those countries. Uh, for example, there's uh, uh, the thousands of languages spoken, uh, thousands of tribes, and of course, I'm one of those. Um, some of those, uh, with all the differences, the uh, the most common thing among all those is the spiritual aspect because there is a, a in addition to knowing having a sense of god they also have this extreme spiritual world of uh witchcraft uh worshiping spirits um praying to to ancestors, uh, the belief is, for example, in my, my tribe, people believe that uh, when somebody dies, for example, uh, they don't actually die forever. They're called the living dead. You can pray to them, and they can, they can help you in, uh, in your problems, or they can heal, and all that. And for me, I was around all that growing up. As a kid, my parents used to take me and my siblings uh, to witch doctors. Um, I was raised around that, you know. I remember one time, I think I was, I was probably eight years old, I, uh, I got really sick. And uh, because, you know, we were programmed you know, that way, to just, you know, go to a witch doctor when we were sick. Uh, they took me to a witch doctor, and I spent two weeks there. Uh, I was, I lost a lot of weight. I was anemic. And uh, uh, I remember uh, they, they put me in this dark room, and uh, I could hear all these different you know, voices. They talked in my language, of course. There were different tones of voices. But that was part of the uh, prescription. You know, they would, uh, I don't know what the word is, they would basically uh, cut me. I have actually cuts on my body to put local herbs in. Um, they would uh, do all sorts of ceremonies to basically appease the spirits. Apparently the belief was, uh, you know, there was something going on in me and it had to come out. So that was probably one of the many, you know, times I, I, uh, I visited with doctors. And uh, if you go to any African country, I mean, there are thousands of witch doctors 
all over the place. For me, that was one of the many times. And uh, I remember also going away to retreats, you know, my family going away on retreats, spiritual retreats to, to worship spirits and uh, just appease them. And uh, there was a lot of sacrificing animals and things like that. I mean, it was... Uh, it was scary sometimes, but again, because I was, you know, this is the life that I was conditioned to, it was okay. It was okay. Um, let me tell you a quick story. About three months ago, uh, my, uh, my brother texted me, and uh, the text was, uh, it went like this. I, I went mad. I was, uh, I, was, I was mad. I went insane, but now I'm okay. So I quickly phoned home, and uh, I found out that my brother, I mean, he's a perfectly normal guy. He apparently just went insane, and uh, he didn't know, from that point on, he didn't know what was going on with him. It was my sister now who I wanted to talk to because he was with him, and I wanted him to tell me the whole story. But apparently, they were walking you know, down the street, and my brother started running. He just started taking off. And uh, people saw him running, and they quickly, you know, realized that he was, you know, he was out of his mind. And uh, they started chasing him down, chasing him down. Nobody could, could catch him or could handle him because he was too strong for them. Apparently, this evil spirit had really, you know, come onto him. And no one could handle him. It took so many people to pin him down and uh, chain him. He's he's okay now. He's okay now. But uh, these are some of the many things. I mean, I could talk the whole night about this because I, I saw this every day. The point here is when you give when you give the enemy just a simple a small crack, he's gonna come in. He's going to come in. And uh, living under those circumstances, I watched, I look back now and remember how I was raised and my family, the, the whole dynamic of the family I grew up in. There was no peace in the home. It was a dysfunctional place. My parents fought all the time. Everyone was doing their own thing. I mean, there was this whole different influence. Now, the most interesting part is, with all that happening, we went to church on Sunday. <laughs> you know, we went to church on Sunday, uh, but there was no evidence of a godly life in, uh, in our home. And uh, we basically opened the door, I mean, wide open, for the enemy to come in. And he came in and uh, and destroyed, and destroyed everything. Um, I want to just, I guess, end up with a a quick, quick story. I think you know, you know some of these characters. How many of you know Peyton Manning? You know, I'm not, I'm not a football fan, but I was very fascinated with this guy's story. Um, I found out that this guy, uh, he. He spends 15 to 20 hours a week studying his opponent. I mean, they say he has, 
is one of the greatest minds in, in, um, in football. And I wanted to find out why. But he spends 15 to 20 hours a week studying his opponent. I mean, he studies the, uh, uh, the way uh, those other coaches make calls. He studies individual defenders. He, uh, I mean, he, he has everything down before he actually plays a game. And, uh, I mean, he knows his enemy pretty well. So when he gets into the game, he actually knows what to do. He knows what to do. And the Bible says that, it says, be alert, because your enemy, Satan, he is prowling around and looking for somebody to devour. And when you give him that small crack, he's going to come in. Again, my family, we just let him in. We didn't know Jesus. We didn't know Christ. And we didn't have any defense. He just came in. And he destroyed. So Peyton Manning knows his enemy pretty well. And uh, I want to challenge you today. Don't give him any space. Don't give him any space. Because he will come in. Don't give him any simple crack. He's going to come in. What you're doing here is it's very, very important for you to stay connected to God. He's the source. Stay connected. Stay in your church. You know, pray. That is the source of power. When I came to this country in uh, 2000, it took me two years to understand. Uh, with the background that I had, it took me, I mean, two years later... Uh, I was still programmed the same way. But one day, in, uh, in college, uh, I was a sophomore in college, uh, my life was not really on track. Uh, I was living for myself. I was, you know, I was a typical college student, college athlete. You know, I, you know the party life, you know, the nightlife and all that. And one day I was seated in front of a TV, and this preacher came on. I was flipping through. This preacher came on, and he started talking. And he was talking to me straight, directly. And after this, after he preached, I found out that I was a great sinner, but Jesus Christ was a great savior. I found out that day that that God came down. He came down. He left the high and holy place and came down on earth. For me, he came to save me because it was impossible for me to go up to his level to save myself. I also found out that there was nothing that I could do that could save me. I couldn't perform. I couldn't be good enough for him. He was the one who could make me righteous. And that is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that day, I gave my life to Christ and my life has never been the same. Never been the same. God started teaching me. It's taken a process. God started teaching me about him. And I found out that, oh man, I was missing out. I was worshipping the wrong God. Jesus Christ is the only one who can lead you to a true purpose and meaning in life and as an athlete, he taught me 
so many things along. I played soccer for 13 years. I retired last year. But every day, I had struggles, you know, pride and all that. But he taught me that it's not the game either that would give me that fulfillment. It's a relationship with him. And uh, as I start my coaching career this year, this is you know, the message I want to uh, communicate to my players every single day. Because the things that he's brought me through, I think it's been for a reason. And I want to share that with them every single day I'm, them. I'm with them. But again, I want to challenge you. Stay connected with God. Thank you so much.